0: to Ladies Talking Leafs episode 7. Woo! <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you, Chris? <laughs> I am fantastic because, well, we're doing much better now, so mm-hmm. uh, for the last three games. But anyways, yes. we, first of all,
1: I hope everybody out there is okay, too. <laughs>
0: we're doing well, too.
1: Um, this month has been a yeah. little bit trying on uh, the Leaf fans' it's, sanity. It's just so up and down
0: unbelievable how up and down this season is and considering like we well I mean we're still excited but we were really excited before the start of the season I remember with mm-hmm. like just because you know it's going into the fourth season with Babcock and we just thought we just had a good feeling we did not expect all this up and down anyways it's really not that bad because we were just actually talking with Syl here and we saw on Twitter somebody posted this their lineup from the 2015-16 season. So let's just give you an idea of how wonderful this lineup is. <laughs> it's really not that, uh, right now, you, you'll know that it's not that bad. So we had, I think this is the number one line, Michael Grabner with Peter Holland and, and Leo Komarov. Komarov, at least he's still in the league. Yeah. I don't know, if Gra- is Grabner in the league? I'm not sure. Anyways, we won't spend too much time. Then we had Colin Greening. I think is still in our Marley team. I think I think so uh, with Arcabello, which I don't know the first name of Archibello, and P. A. Parento, mm-hmm. who I think is out of the league now. Um, yeah, and then we had like Nick Spaulding with Daniel Winnick and Brad Boys, Josh Levo, who obviously is in Vancouver now. He's about the only one that I guess between him and Leo, um, they're <laughs> decent players. And then Rich Clune and uh, Byron Freeze or Phrase. So, yeah, that's our forward lineup. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, we've grown a little bit yeah, since then. Yeah. And we had Johnny Burns, Jonathan Bernier in goal. And then mm-hmm. on the D, we had uh, Hunwick and Riley, Gardner Polak, Marty Morinson, and Frankie Corrado. Everybody remember that, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> Frankie Corrado. But we did live and die by Frankie Carrado for a while yeah. there. Yeah. So, Yeah. We just want to start off with that just
0: so that we can all maybe take a deep breath and know that it's, we are much better than what everybody is panicking about right now.
1: Oh, I kind of, I, I, I've been working on a little bit of a theory about this. Um, I wonder if, you know, as Leaf fans, because we've got the talent that we have, this is like unprecedented for Maple Leafs of any generation. Like Leafs have never had the best player or one of the best players in the league really ever. They've had really, really good players. And we've had a lot of lunch bucket players that in Toronto we tend to love. Like even on the Raptors, people love Kyle Lowry. I kind of wonder if because these guys are, the skill is ridiculous, the contracts match, we're not used to having beautiful, shiny things. And I think the expectation for that is through the roof because of that. So anyway, I kind of just feel like the expectation is so high because of the talent level that we are like, you know, we we're used to people that grind yes. it out and work super yeah. hard and we get behind those guys. They're the underdog. These guys are, so great that we're just like what the why why isn't it working like instantaneously it should be it should be easier than it is but i mean hockey is not an easy sport regardless of how talented your team is so i just kind of wonder if the because the expectations are so high that the patience level is not as great because we know that these guys shouldn't have to work as hard as all those other guys that we we've loved before in the past. You know what I'm saying?
0: And I'm not sure I'm putting it exactly how I want,
1: but. And I think that comes down to how,
0: I guess Jake Muzzin has been saying that they're looking for the easy game. Yeah. But I think the fans are
1: also looking for the easy game This is the NHL. It's no game
0: is easy. Mm -hmm. Like you could be playing the Red Wings, who, unfortunately, right now between the Red Wings and the Senators again. But but those but even they've beaten up on some people that they should that shouldn't. So there's no easy game, sir. So um, anyhow, they just seem to be this month. They seem to be quite a bit fragile, like fragile team. Like as soon as they get behind by one. It's like the end of the world. like when it's mm-hmm. in the, like if they're ahead in the game by one goal and then the other team ties it up and then all of a sudden it's like the end of the world for them. And yeah, it just, let's just go through a little bit of February anyway. So after yeah. the, once they, they came back from the All-Star game, the All-Star break, it was going really well. They played the Stars and they played the, uh, the Predators. They played really good, two really good games and then they followed it up with three not-so-great games versus the Senators, the Panthers, and
1: the Rangers. Mm-hmm. And, and the Panthers one was and the kicker was, at that time. Yeah. Like, and those were the ones. Everybody we, jumped off the cliff <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that game. That was the first cliff jump that we all did. And I don't know. I After
0: thinking about it a little bit, I just thought, you know, it's not like, even at that time, it's not like the coach was being hard on these on these guys like I mean they were having so we days. Saw. yeah like they were having days off almost all the time like it seemed like that anyways in between games and they had their music going at the practices and it was it's it was funny because the media like everyone when Babcock got fired and everything and they had this whole new thing with uh Sheldon Keefe saying that he's um like he has all these new ideas having the music having like them do skill like four ice pads and separating the players out and having like skills development and all that everybody's saying that's great and now all of a sudden everybody's like oh yeah sure they're like getting days off and they're not they're like even though they've lost the
1: game and then well so let me clarify when it's working it's great when it's not working (laughs) obviously they're clueless and the coaching staff doesn't know what the hell they're doing
0: so I don't and that's where well that's where I think too though Sheldon Keith should have like i know they were sick at one point i think from what i remember they were there was some sort of flu bug going through them as well so that's fine like if that was the case for one or two games but that florida game was brutal it was like they didn't <laughs> it was like they didn't show up at all like you didn't and they had the day off the day before in florida
1: on the beach and i remember and seeing pictures of willie and jt yeah yeah enjoying themselves they're which, gonna be doing that again soon but yeah <laughs>
0: And then, um, yeah, and then, of course, there was the ultimate – we're not going to talk about this too much because we are both, I think, pretty fed up about hearing about the emergency backup goalie. That's right. um, Versus the Canes. I mean, um, we won't even go there. Nice story for him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, But yeah, uh, yeah I think yeah. one week's worth of publicity on that yeah. and it's you time all, to move on. Yeah,
0: you you all probably heard enough about it too. So we're not going to get into that. But basically, all I want to say is I remember as I was watching the game, I I sent Syl a text, I think, and I said I wanted to scream. I wanted to scream just like I screamed in a different way, mind you, uh, back in 93 when I went out onto the balcony and I screamed in in her neighborhood. And I, I don't know if we were, she pulled me in. I do remember that. Don't you remember that when we were out on the balcony? <laughs> yes, it was a different type of excitement because yeah. that was when Borshevsky scored in overtime versus the Red Wings. At least there were
1: lots of horns on the street also echoing our excitement. It
0: was a very quiet neighborhood she lived in, in uh, Bathurst and Eglinton area. But um, yeah, so I woke up the whole neighborhood screaming and I wanted to do the same thing here and she actually told me to do it, but so I t- said grab a yes. pillow first. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the that Kane's game with the emergency backup goalie, David Ayers. Yes, yeah. So anyways, and that was yeah. a debacle, also. Yeah. So yeah. So on the positive though, too, we have of course our Austin Matthews. You're talking about star players that we have that are the guy is just a beast. Like I don't know, he's he's the one guy I think that. He's really learned, I don't know, I still, sorry to say, I still think possibly he, between him and Morgan Riley for the captaincy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's that question, We're, but we won't go there. That's in the past now, that's I fine. I kind of feel but like um, he's different, I don't know. He is, this but season. you know what,
1: um, I think part of it is, and, and then this goes back to the fact that, first of all, okay, I need some wood to knock on. He's been yeah, healthy this wood. year, um, <laughs> but part of it. And I, and before we started this podcast, I know we discussed this, I really felt that, you know, as a bigger guy being young, I don't really feel like he grew into his body yet. And, and when you're getting things like back injury, shoulder injuries, you know, as a mom, I can tell you that that's some, some of that has to do with growth and development. Um, I kind of feel like he's growing into his body a little bit more this year. And with that, he's and this is where coaching does come into play that you have to kind of get these guys to sort of stretch a little bit not talking necessarily body stretching although we know he does that before the game (laughs) yeah Um, but I mean like um, basically push themselves a little bit in in ways so that they can grow into their game and some of this when you're a young player is is testing that to learn what your capabilities are and I think he's starting to learn that he has these capabilities that he's got a bigger body now he's growing into that he can use his weight a little bit more you know to protect the puck and get himself into positions that he maybe didn't you know try to before because he's always been a younger guy who's super skilled but now he's getting this body also that is enabling him to to do things differently that he wasn't able to do before if you get what i'm saying i must say that he needs to yeah he's definitely using that
0: to the body to his advantage and and, yeah starting to anyways i think
1: it's i see it like it kind of looks like it's always a sort of a like he knows he can do it it's a little bit of surprise but every time it works a little bit more each time that that just fuels his confidence yeah so Yeah,
0: yeah
1: yeah but so he has now
0: as a After last night's game versus the Canucks, Mm -hmm. uh, the last game in February, he uh, he has forty-five goals now, and I think he's two behind uh, Pasternak for the Rocket Richard Mm -hmm. Trophy. So yeah, he has uh, sixteen games, I guess, to hit uh, fifty now for the Strive for (laughs) Vive.
1: For Strive for Vive, he's (laughs) yeah to to get that fifty-goal mark. No, but he's he's fifty-four for the record. Yeah.
0: If he gets it, I, I'd be happy with the with the fifty-two.
1: Sorry, but he well, absolutely because it's yeah, been a while since someone's done that, yeah, right? Yeah, a, yeah. So, such a young guy.
0: So yeah, and I guess a couple other guys I just want to mention that definitely need mentioning are like Zach Hyman and Willie Nieler. Like, <laughs> yeah. they are both playing phenomenal right now. Like <laughs> I don't know, like, I, like it, I, especially like I mean for Hyman, I mean it's a different. Like he's now got 21 goals, I guess, and um, yeah, the guy is just—he's always on the puck. He's always in the dirty areas. He's—he's—he's he's, he's like the Energizer Bunny, as they say, right? Like he just—he's—he's he's a glue, like to to the team. Like I don't know. And then of course, somebody of course mentions the whole contract thing. I'm like, forget about the contract thing. This is one year that we finally don't have any contract talk because he has one more year left after this season.
1: Um, With Hyman, I would definitely say like he's, he's always the same. He's super consistent and he's another one that he is also finding out what he's capable of. So like, if you want to me, if you want to know if some of Sheldon Keith's Keith's coaching is working, that's where you see it in those little things them upping their capabilities pushing for a little bit more the hymen's been doing that and i would say like in a month where it's been you know really really a huge roller coaster willie's also been yeah really really in the groove and doing things that if you would have asked anybody last year no one would have thought he was capable of everybody thought he was a perimeter player and this year where is he scoring more of it, most of his goals? Yeah. Like yeah. he's pretty right much in the zone, in, right? Yeah, so in the, right in the slot and yeah. right in front of the, net, and in yeah. all different ways. And yeah. what I love watching, I don't know if this is, I mentioned it last night when we were watching the game that I don't know if they teach this in Swedish hockey school, but the way he, <laughs> I mean, he's not like a massive guy, but the way he like throws people off of him yes, and yeah. protects the puck. Yeah. It's really incredible. And, the last Swede that I remember doing really, really well at that as a Maple Leaf yeah. was Matt Sundin. When yes, he had the yeah. puck, there was no way you were getting it off of him. Different style yeah. of the and way he, he much, did it.
0: He was quite a bit bigger. Matt, And he's so a anyways, bigger guy, yeah,
1: but still, yeah. But I really see that with him that, he, you know, he gets going and yeah. people are on him, but he just like, he gets position on them. Yeah. So I think that's really key. So I do really see in these three guys that we just talked about that they are rounding out and, finding out what they're capable of. Now, if we're gonna take this a step further, Mitch this year, I think he's struggling a little bit because only this month a little bit. That's yeah he, because he's but he's you not can notice
0: he's um he's he's pushing it a little bit. It's like he, he's frustrated a little bit. I think I so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: But I also see that I think that he's struggling a little bit to find his next level. Yeah. So yeah. he hasn't had that switch yet go off. Yeah. But it will, and when it does, he's going to add another level yeah. too. Yeah,
0: so. he's, he'll uh, he'll be fine. I'm not. We're not worried about. No, him, I'm not. I'm sure. not
1: mentioning it because I'm worried. <laughs> I'm just no. saying that that he's one that is is not quite flipped that switch yet, where he's kind of added that extra different well, he, something something yeah
0: well he had it in january i think or it was december mm-hmm. when he after he came back from that it took him about a month from the injury yeah something. and then, then he was pretty good after for a few weeks and then yeah. now he's kind of come back down again but uh he'll be fine i'm sure he'll uh especially now going down like into the stretch drive mm-hmm. going to the playoffs, but he's
1: so. another guy that he's he could you know take it to another level if, oh, he, sure. if he puts on yes. a little more size like he's yeah, obviously yeah. a bit of a more slight yeah. guy yeah and isn't going to put on yeah. as much weight and muscle yeah. so like you know they're, they're they're young that way developmentally too so I think people forget that as well yeah. that you know there's a lot of growth and change that happens for a young guy and, and like wait till they all hit 25 what the heck are we going to see like yeah. I'm pretty excited for no, that I know <laughs> okay
0: so Let's go on to the goalie situation here. Um, Yes, the never-ending
1: goalie situation. There's always something to say about the goalie situation. (laughs) Yeah, before we get into the
0: trade deadline, because we really didn't do much of the trade deadline, but we did our trading, or Kyle Dubas did the trading before the deadline, getting uh, Jack Campbell. Thankfully, we got a backup goalie that could, um, um, like, can actually back up Freddie, like, make Freddie, I guess, uh
1: feel like that there's somebody dependable behind him basically. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think some of that has to do with his personality too. Like he's such a, like a, like a happy go lucky guy. Yeah. He's like super supportive. He's like a real team yeah. player type person. Yeah. So- I, I think some of that also helps because it's, it's not like your, your backup is not sitting there fretting going, oh my God. And you know, yeah. like, it seems like those guys were always a little bit like the anxiety yeah like, so can't help the situation <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so just to recap in case you guys out there don't know I'm sure you know but um <laughs> but we got Jack Campbell on February 5th okay so the um the trade deadline was on February 24th we got Jack Campbell as well as uh, Kyle Clifford from the LA Kings um and yeah so he's He's basically finally a legitimate backup to if we had Michael Hutchison there.
1: And that's short sample size, but
0: it looks promising. Yeah. So he's played in four games so far. He's 3-0-1. And it was just funny because, of course, Freddie got injured. um, And and he covered for him, basically. Jack Campbell, it was really good, actually, because he came from the trade. He was so excited. Both of them were really excited to be coming to the Leafs which was nice to see, and, um, and he played so well, and then all of a sudden, when Freddie comes back, let's just say, like, after the, the one game, and everybody's like, oh, my God, like, no, they need to start Campbell right away. Freddie didn't look right, and, and he's, his, like, save percentage is, like, horrible. <laughs> all this is, like, again, it was the controversy thing,
1: but... Um, well, overall, I would say that the Chinese farmer would say that maybe <laughs> the outcome... <laughs> Was good,
0: yes, because I guess like a couple of weeks later now, and last night I think he really look at versus the Canucks, like he, he Freddie, yeah, Freddie. Now he really there was no goalie con- controversy. Like no. let's just put that down. Like he's the number one. Like he, he knows that I, some some media people I was listening to some of the uh different shows and they were saying like Freddie's like uh he doesn't like somebody to push
1: him like to have a backup Mm -hmm. that pushes him from behind he likes to be the guy and all this well going back to what i said earlier that's like a comfort zone situation so he doesn't necessarily he's never liked it okay maybe maybe he doesn't but he's got somebody pushing him now he's gonna have to work through that he's older now than he was in the past you know when he was a younger goalie um he's 30 and he's going to work his way through that and I think we're starting to see shades of that because the last two games in particular I would say that he struggled at the beginning but kind of found his way again so I think he's going to work through it and he seems to be to me it looks like he's coming around a little bit so
0: Yeah, no, definitely versus the Canucks. Like he last night, um, he like he started coming around that Florida game where they were down three to one after the uh, first period, I think it was. And even though I think he only had four shots on goal in the second period in that Florida game on Thursday night. And then, I don't know, he just looked, he seemed to be Calm, his regular calm, steady mm-hmm. stuff. After I that, wouldn't but say
1: he's quite steady, freddy yet. No, but he's because he steadier, Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> he's he becoming more freddier. because yeah. <laughs>
0: he didn't. Um, yeah, he didn't. Uh, what is it? Um, he didn't have that many shots on Thursday night, but then mm. last night versus the Canucks, he he got quite a bit from them, and throughout the three periods, and he
1: played really well. So yeah. So I don't. There's no goalie controversy. Bottom line. <laughs> well, I think everyone knows that for us to really make a dent in in making the playoffs and in the playoffs, Freddie has got to be our guy. So, oh yeah, we're not going anywhere without him. No. But. And so I think that the modest operandi in um, in Leafland yeah. coaching is is to you know help him get right. And I think we're starting to see that now. You know, if he's slumping now we're coming out of it now it's actually not bad timing so
0: you know yeah and probably Campbell because they were all talking about the rest and all that Campbell's obviously probably going to play versus the Kings in this first mm -hmm. in this uh first week the road trip that they're going out west so that um, would make
1: sense yeah he's
0: he's gonna get some rest I think on on the trip so yeah so going into the trade deadline since we (laughs) <laughs> Kyle Dubas didn't make any deals. Um But that's he because did he did his stuff before. before. Yeah, and there really wasn't anything, even though I think they were shopping Tyson Berry um a little bit. Um they just didn't find the right um yeah. fit there. And I mean it's it's kind of it's an issue obviously on D with all of our D de- with all of our now Muzzin is out too with the with the broken hand. Again, and we've had Riley out since January, um, so we're really thin on there. But anyhow, we're that's where the Chinese farmer came in. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's another thing that you probably heard enough of. So everything right yeah. went. So we won't get into we'll that. Move off the Chinese but, farmer. Um, although
1: I like the Chinese farmer story, but you know, we but will move what on. was interesting
0: I found was in the press conference after the trade deadline was over, the three PM had come and gone, when Kyle Dubas was talking, and he said he was he didn't know what was wrong in his press conference he actually said that and it was funny he was like you could see he didn't know and it's like like in his he looked like he was like in his face when you were looking at it it was just like oh my god like why is this happening sort of thing right like the the performance of the team not the trade deadline but just the way the team was going into the trade deadline he was just in disbelief like Thinking like why, why is this team so up and down and in the inconsistency? Just his expression—that's what but I got from I him.
1: I didn't sense any panic though no, in him. No, no. I panic. think that <laughs> otherwise think he, he would have traded Barry probably. Well, yeah, <laughs> he would have done a knee jerk reaction, yeah. and that's got to, thats one thing that I have to give him credit for. You know, he—he's sticking to the plan, and yes, yeah. But that doesn't mean he's not willing to pivot or adapt, but the thing is, is that he's not going to make knee jerk reactions based on, you know, the fans freaking out or the media freaking out. Um, they kind of have their, so he doesn't necessarily know in this moment what's going on, but that's a test of resilience for the team. And I think he did talk about that, you know, mindset and focus and and resiliency is another piece. If you're not resilient, you're not going to get anywhere. I mean, you have to be the ultimate in resiliency to win the Stanley Cup. So that's something that our team is learning. And it seems like on all levels. So like even management is kind of having to deal with that. Like you have to find ways to, you know, ask the right questions, but stay the course and you're not going to get anywhere by making, you know, knee-jerk reactions. Well, when he said that, like the way you were saying, the mm-hmm. focus and
0: the mindset, those yeah. are words that he, Kyle Dubas yeah. use. that immediately I thought of Mitch Marner's comments yes. where he said the work ethic, work ethic hasn't been there. So mm-hmm. I thought to myself, okay, there's the connection mm-hmm. there, right? When the player is actually saying, one of your leadership core players is saying that the work ethic has not been there.
1: And then... Well, and actually I appreciated it with him because up to that point, like I heard the that- A lot of guys saying, us, this, them, the team, da-da-da-da-da. I didn't really hear anybody call themselves out and say, I need to be better or what they're going to personally do differently. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of wanted to hear somebody that, and of course he said that, like he called himself out and then everybody jumped all over him for that too. But I appreciated that personally as a Leaf fan because, I mean at some point all of these guys and I think we've all sort of said that is they they need to look in the mirror and be like okay what am I bringing to the table because they're they all seem to be looking at their you know partner thinking okay or the guy next to him going okay you know they're what are they going to do because they're really talented let them do it you know like (laughs) yeah yeah
0: yeah the only guy that's well not the only one but that Hyman just seems to play well, he
1: plays his game regardless and regardless he's always he done that
0: he can play with Tavares he can play with mm. Matthews whoever uh Jason Spezza that's another one that he's yeah no he's, he's been, fantastic. been fantastic he's Keith has been good for yes, him that's for yeah. sure yeah so so yeah so it's not that bad really um no Now, I guess now that we're at the we've won three games in uh, regulation, regulation so that's really major. huge so we're five-
1: especially given last night that florida won lost, lost in overtime yeah so they got the point if if we didn't get that regulation win then that would have been a little too close for comfort for me still yeah so that extra point now is really, i don't know i don't know if you can really call it breathing room but yeah yeah no this is really different actually
0: for a season because every other year that they've made the playoffs except for the one year their first year mm-hmm. they've they I guess backed backed into the playoffs that first year but the last two years they've been way ahead in the standings already they knew who they were playing um like from January February um but this year it's 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 a challenge and it's
1: something that um yeah they're definitely learning a lot about themselves through through this part I think it's it's a necessary evil um unfortunately they need to have a a way or to know that they're capable of dealing with adversity. Yes. Yeah. Because you're going to have nothing but adversity in the playoffs. I mean, we know, especially the first two rounds are, that's, yeah. that is the most adversity yeah. <laughs> you're going to have.
0: And so. just the, the fact with the, in, all the injuries on defense, it's just like, it's really, I think this is really going to help us in the end because um, all this, these Morrison and Sandine being 19 years old and being putting in this situation like it. Yeah. He's it's making really mistakes,
1: gonna... but they're again, like he's going to learn from them because he's got yeah. the, such a yeah. high ho- hockey IQ yeah. that yeah. I don't see that he'll be the kind of guy that's going to make the same mistake twice. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so looking forward to the stretch
0: drive here in March. Um, they got the West Coast swing coming up. The first week of March, they're going versus the Sharks, and then back to back LA and the Ducks. And I was wondering, actually, as I as I wrote that down, I thought to myself, I wonder if anybody took that road trip that <laughs> we yeah, suggested whole, our from, suggested road from trip? our first our uh, second episode. It's actually
1: <laughs> going to be quite lovely weather rounding yeah. out. But uh, yeah. the only problem is the whole. Coronavirus situation. Oh, maybe people yeah. will be less likely that's to true. want to travel. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but anyways, and we have the two g- big games versus uh, going
0: down to the Sunshine State again, mm-hmm. down to Florida. One versus Tampa, and then uh,
1: versus Florida as well. And, and that then, one, that one's going to be here. And I'm so glad we're going to that game. Oh, right, going to be yeah, that's, that's going to be the yeah. Oh wow, really? Yeah. You that know, okay. at the beginning of the season, I was like, yeah, should we keep this Florida game? I yeah do know
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and then versus the bruins we still have yeah. one versus them so that should be interesting too the whole yeah because we haven't played them for no. a while yeah. so
1: that's sort of like a real that'll be a real good eye test because yeah. it's it's possible that we could end up playing them again but i guess now it's sort of looking could more like it'll be tampa. tampa but yeah and that'll be um
0: well now with steven Stamkos being injured that's huge right so mm-hmm. That'll be interesting if that happens, but um, yeah, and then we have the game versus Carolina on March the 26th. which we better freaking show up for. If we don't win that game, I mean, I screamed or I wanted to scream and go outside and scream, but I don't know what I'd do if I'd lose, if we lost that game or if we <laughs> didn't show up for that game like that. Yeah. That I, I I expect us to win big mm. that night. We should,
1: yeah, because I mean, if you look at if you want to look at teams that are basically doing it on based on heart. that's them yeah heart and passion I mean the celebration they had after that and everything they're like so over the top but you know what that's what that's the glue for their team yeah like that's their glue yeah so yeah no
0: their fans love it they brought mm -hmm. him down to the game there and he did that siren thing or whatever the hell they got so yeah um but we need to win that game on March 26th I don't I don't care about any of what their fans like and Mm -hmm. all their shenanigans whatever the hell they do down Mm -hmm. there the uh what's it called their surge, their surge storm storm surge yeah their little games that they have at the end of the thing it's fun because that's what that market likes but yeah Mm. yeah so um yeah i guess do you got anything else to say no i'm i think that i'm
1: looking forward to the way march shakes out um i like towards the end of this month we're seeing signs of life yes um, and I think that this is, it's, it's going to be obviously very telling and, uh, we'll see because we'll be on the brink of either being in or out. Yes. And, we, um, next talk on, uh, April the 1st. Yes. It's April so Fool's We will Day. show up <laughs> so we'll, even though it's April Fool's yes, Day. Yes.
0: Yeah. All right. So for now then. Go,
1: go Leafs, Leafs go. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always
0: go the extra mile and the ones who get in early